Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play podcast, no longer sponsored by anything. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapoccio, and with me, as always, is my dependable co-host, the usually kind of dead inside Sam Grezes. Yeah, no, well, now I'm completely dead inside. I, I just saw a recent movie. What movie did you see, Sam Grezes? Uh, it was Fer- Ferdinand. It was definitely Ferdinand. That one. Ferdinand. The one where John Cena is a bull? Yeah, the one where John Cena is a bull. Yo, I, I actually... So here's the thing about that movie. I haven't actually seen it, but did you read the Ferdinand story as a kid? No. I don't know anything about Ferdinand the Bull. Please tell it, me about Ferdinand the Bull, Sam Grezis. It is such a, like... It is a very sad, sad, sad story. It is not a, a, a it is not an appropriate movie to make for a child because it Wait, is about Does he actually get gored and stuff at the end? Like killed by matadors and stuff? If I if I remember right, yeah. The bull fucking dies at the end. Wow. It's that... about a but it's a story called Ferdinand about a bull that lives in Madrid, like during that time. I think that the whole point of that story was like people are people are monsters. So so yeah, that's definitely the movie I'm talking about, not any other major market movie. So Sam. you can't be mad at me for <laughs> for spoilers. You can't be mad at me. You can't be mad at me for spoilers because I'm being very cagey about everything. Has anyone not seen that movie yet? I I only saw it today, and I feel like I feel like people haven't for the for the sole reason. And I guess this kind of counts as a spoiler, but it's helpful enough that I want to say it. Uh, like, you don't need to see any other Avengers movie to see and understand Infinity War the same way that you you see and understand any other movies. Or any, like, any other movie. Right? Like... I, I'm gonna disagree with that. I would say you see Guardians of the Galaxy, but as long as you know all the characters just from, like living in the world you have pretty much all you need i would say guardians of the galaxy is probably the number one one you need to see just because people aren't going to be as familiar with those characters as they are with you know fucking iron man see i i i very much disagree with that this is a movie that to me felt like it simply it really wasn't a movie it was an event and it's the kind of event sure. and movie that simply could not have been made without the 10 years of buildup because okay. the the villain ends up being the essentially the main character of the story and yeah, it's only because they don't have time to actually develop basically anyone else out of the mm-hmm. cast of like 30 people and it just works because we've already spent time with the other 30 people so it doesn't really matter that they're not getting like development or arcs if you walk into this completely blind no i i think you're gonna be kind of confused on motivations half the time even if it they did a relatively decent job of making it work no, I, I, I disagree with you completely. I, I, this is this is coming from someone who is personally. I have missed a lot of the movies, and I saw it with someone who had missed m- most, if not all, 
of the movies. I think she had seen the original Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy, and that was pretty much it. So, like, she probably, she, like, knew because she was aware of, like, I I guess, like, she was aware of the comics, right? She was aware of the storyline where, like, you know, Captain America and Iron Man aren't really talking. Um, You know, the the stuff's going on with the Hulk and all, all that shit. Um, but, but like, I, I, I don't know, like, I get what you're saying about how it feels like a culmination and it does, it feels like an event. Absolutely. But I feel like you don't need to have literally spent that time, like in the movie theater to, to appreciate. You need to have, you need to have familiarity with the characters. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I, I, I haven't seen a number of them. I haven't, I like, I saw all the first gen ones. Mm-hmm. I saw like half of like phase two before Ultron. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. like, then I saw Ultron and like, I'm going to be, so I like, I'm not a Marvel person. I, mm-hmm. I, I tried to care. I came out of this movie mostly bored and just, I just didn't care anymore. I've seen like maybe one or two of phase three and like, I never really had much trouble following what was happening because they did a pretty decent job with that, but like the characters themselves, I had familiarity with the characters. If I didn't really know right, much exactly. about Iron Man or Thor, I'd, I'd just be kind of confused. And That's, I'd be like, okay, yeah. like I'm not, I'm not bored, but I'm not excited. I'm not feeling it. There, yeah, there's, yeah. there's one moment halfway through the movie that is played highly emotionally, and uh-huh. I just spent there like, I don't care. That's yep. I I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was there because I, I had, I do have that touchstone, right? I, I, I did have that involvement where I was like, Oh shit, dude. So, so yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about this in a cagey way where I hope that it makes sense to people who have, who know what we're talking about. But, but either way, yeah, like I, my thing is when you're working with, properties like captain america iron man spider-man the incredible hulk like all those those guys that have become because marvel is so huge now they have become cultural touchstones you don't i mean the the homework you have to do to understand and appreciate and enjoy a movie like infinity war is minimal because you do it by living in the world and by being on the internet you know, like you, you get, you get the Cliff's Notes version of that, just by existing, because media is everywhere now. Anyway, it's a good movie. You should see it if you haven't seen it. It's already. okay if you're not a if you're not a big Marvel person. Mm, I'd yeah. say you could. I would say probably just wait until the next one comes out and then do a double feature. Because yeah, oh, this man. is this is not yes. this is yep. not a full movie. This is the first two acts of a movie. Yeah. This is it, the first it, yep. two acts of a story. The movie ends at the low point at the end of the second act of yep. a, of a three act structure. So it, right. you don't yeah. get a full movie. Like I I at the very end of the movie I was just like so I just watched the trailer for the next one. Okay. Right. Well. Right. That's that's the thing. Or maybe it's like the 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 thing is like maybe it's not too right. Like I don't I don't fucking know. I mean they. We can't, we can't like, we can't talk much more about this without like, but, but yes, it does very much feel like, you know, you don't, 
you are missing an act three. So if you like, if you wait on it for a year, like you'll get spoiled, but you only have to wait a year. Then like Avengers four is coming out next May, right? It's going to be also, May you should see the movie for one thing so that you can understand all the people vanishing into dust memes on Twitter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's very the movie true. will explain that meme, and yes. because that's a good that's a good meme. That, it is a very good that meme. deserves very the good life meme. that it has been given. You, you and and it's very good even if you don't have context. It's even better if you do have that context. So see it and then see Deadpool too because fucking that movie is gonna be a nice little catharsis. I think they did that on purpose. I think they had Infinity War come out first. And then you get Deadpool, which is probably going to make a whole bunch of jokes in Infinity War's expense. And it's going to be Probably. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to I'm tell really because they, they bought, like, Disney bought Fox. I feel yes, like they bought Fox out Deadpool was already through, like, most of production. So I, I don't know how far along in production Deadpool 2 was when Disney acquired mm. Fox. So I really don't That's know smart. how much yeah, I don't know they're going to play into it. I, I'm honestly curious to see that. I think the one thing Infinity War kind of ruined was Ant-Man because whatever happens in Ant-Man, like after seeing what happens to the world uh-huh. in Infinity War, you're like, mm-hmm. who, what the fuck? Who, who cares what Ant-Man's they're, up to right now? They're saying, they're, they're saying that's going to happen before. Like they're saying Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to take place before the events of Infinity. Then why didn't they release it first? I know. I know. It makes no sense. It makes zero sense. Like Deadpool you can kind of get with because it's just uh, – it's kind of madcap and, and it seems detached from the rest of everything else because it's the X-Men, right? And they've kind of existed separately for so long. But, yeah, yeah, Ant-Man. Anyway, this is a football podcast, and mm-hmm. we're here to talk to you about football. Sam. Yes. Did you see that the Washington Capitals actually advanced to the conference I, finals? I, I. It is so... Having grown up, I mean, you and I both grew up in Maryland. Having grown up there and and seen having seen the Capitals be pretty good every year, right? But never, but but always like fold in the playoffs. It is absolutely stunning to me that they've actually been able to make it work. I I don't know how long the window is going to stay open though for them if they can't get it done this year. I don't I don't know. I'm just really happy for the Capitals because. Mm-hmm. Like they've had this monkey on their back for a long time and they deserve a chance to lose embarrassingly (laughs) in the conference finals, the way we all kind of expect them to, Uh they, they, they deserve that. And the fact that it happens at the, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins expense. Yeah. The, the, like, oh my God, that is, that is low key. I mean, not low key. It's just like, if you don't follow hockey, you wouldn't know, but the Capitals Penguins rivalry is so fun. If you live on the, uh, the Eastern seaboard, it is, it is pretty frigging great just because both those teams, they like, they are known for having players that will just haul off and punch you in the damn mouth while also on their team having very fragile and and finesse uh scorers like Crosby and Ovechkin 
right? Like they, they, you have the you have these like super fancy, like wrist shotting maniacs who are really fast and can like make music with the puck, and then you have the the defender who will just straight up deck you and and pound your face into the ice for five minutes. Yeah, it's great. Honestly, I'm at because the Pens had won two Stanley Cups, yeah. like the past two Stanley Cups, and like four out of like the past ten years or something well, like because that. They, they're they've had the they're best the player in the world for yeah. They're, they're the Patriots of hockey right now. Yeah, yeah. And watching them lose to effectively like the Bengals of hockey mm-hmm. ha- is very entertaining. Like I'm honestly probably getting more enjoyment out of the pens losing and the capitals winning mm-hmm. capitals winning i'm like all right i'm not expecting them to go all the way at this point i'm expecting whoever wins the western conference to probably be the best team but mm-hmm. i'm it's like who <laughs> shut up pens fans i've had so yeah, much really. enjoyment watching pens fans be like well you know i guess you can't win them all but like they're still trash and i'm like oh you're so mad mm-hmm. you're so mad and it's great do you remember, I don't know if you would have moved away by that point. You probably didn't. But do you remember when Donovan McNabb came to Washington and he did like Bank of America or Capital One commercials with Alexander Ovechkin? Yes. Yes. They, I mean, do you they remember those that. ads? They Well, they ran those in, in Chicago too. Those were nationwide ads. They were nationwide ads. I always thought those yeah. were local ads because they were really bad. They were really, really awful. It was what? Like they were in the hospital or something? I can't remember what it actually was. But they were at like they were at they were at like McNabb's home or something. Okay. And he like opens the door. He's just like, Oh, (laughs) pizza or something. Oh Ovi, what are you doing, Ovi? And Ovi's like, Oh, broken English and that's it's great. Oh, it's so good. Do you remember the Alexander Ovechkin, Donovan McNabb commercials, listeners? Please tell us if you do. Yeah, tweet t- at tweet, me. Tweet Dave, I totally sure. remember those Donovan McNabb, Alexander Ovechkin commercials. And yes, they were bad. Tweet that exact phrase to me. Yes, yes, yes. Me too, please. Me too, please. Me too, please. Um, I want to, as long as we're talking about teams from Pennsylvania, unless you want, unless you want to like, keep talking about hockey for a while i'm i'm fine doing that i mean this is a football podcast so we should honestly just keep talking about hockey because hockey playoffs are probably the funnest playoffs like in sports honestly in a lot of ways and they always get overshadowed because the nba is more popular and the nba Mm -hmm. playoffs are happening at the exact same time but hockey's really fun hockey Hockey playoffs are great yo can i okay so if we're gonna keep talking about this can we talk about the the thing that if you so if again if you only follow hockey very ancillarily you probably think like okay the penguins are good the blackhawks are good the capitals are good well you know you're one for three there the blackhawks fucking suck now uh the penguins are out and the presumptive favorite at least in my mind to win the stanley cup finals to like to win the stanley cup is the las vegas Golden Knights. The rookie franchise I Las cannot, Vegas Golden Knights. I cannot Knights. believe it. They they um they beat the 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 San Jose Sharks after going um going down uh I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So 
I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm looking at this thing. It's, it, it doesn't make any sense the way Google does their, their score histories, but, uh, the, the, the Vegas Golden Knights were in a series against the San Jose Sharks. Um, two of those games went into overtime. The game went to, uh, it was six games. It looks like. Yeah, the series went. The series went to six. Yeah, the the series did go to six. Yeah, Um, and yeah. So, so in game one, the Golden Knights shut out the Sharks seven to zero. Uh, Then in game four, the Golden Knights got shut out by a score of four to zero. And yeah, so there were three shutouts and two overtime games. One of them, one of which went to double overtime, which in the NHL in playoffs is a three on three. Which is so fucking wild. I cannot even t- take it. It is so fucking good. The this NHL is, this, is so much fun. This this would be I th- the first, like, anything. Any sport, any, I think, I mean, maybe worldwide, but definitely in the USA. The first professional sport that has a champion that is new to the league. An expansion team um, that is new to the league, winning the championship in its first year, and no one thought they would do it either. No, like, this is one of those started. weird cases where, in in hindsight, it honestly kind of makes a ton of sense because mm-hmm. the way the expansion draft work works is that the Knights were able to poach players essentially from yeah, other yeah, teams, yep, yep. and they were never able to like poach like the best players. But they were able to poach like third best players, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you realize like, oh, this is a rookie expansion team. They're nothing. Wait a minute. There's actually a ton of playoff experience on yep. this team. Like their their goalie is Mark Andre Fleury, who oh who was yeah. the longtime star goalie for the Pens. So like, there's actually like this is kind of a veteran team. In, in many ways. Yeah. So it's yep. it's simultaneously like really shocking to see an expansion team do this well. And also it makes perfect sense. Because if you kind of remember the 90s when they introduced the Jaguars and the Panthers, both of those teams got real good real fast. Do you remember that? Yeah. I, it's just I, like, it's like within like three years of their inception, both of them had reached the conference final. Like the Jaguars yeah. reached the the AFC championship and the Panthers had reached the NFC championship. They both suddenly were really good. And it's it's this kind of thing where you, you try and make them get some sort of like advantage in some way so that they can at least immediately be competitive and it kind of ends up favoring them a little bit. And yeah, it's fun. It's exciting to suddenly see something new just be good. Yeah. Yes, yes. It also, like, if you really think about it, uh, other than, like, playoff experience and stuff, the way that the cap works in in the NHL means that, like, that's what happened to the Blackhawks, right? They had to get rid of their second and third best players, like, for three years running, right? So, like, you know, they had to ship off Patrick Sharp. Uh, A while ago, they had to ship off Johnny Oduya. Um, uh, Brian Bickle got cut like they had to do all this money saving stuff and tried to like get these 
young prospects in kind of a a weird baseball like MLB esque roster building kind of way, where when you're the Vegas Golden Knights and you just have like already this really kind of locked in core that's that's like it's not young but it's also not old like they have old players sure but you know they they have a they have a a ton of young like talent on their team and it it, it just it makes a lot of sense that they kind of are are already kind of wrecking shop i am very very excited to see them possibly you know just it would be an amazing (laughs) troll job yeah. If they introduce an expansion team and the expansion team wins the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. This this would be hilarious and amazing. Yes. And I and I I kind of want this to happen because it would be hilarious. Here's a question that I saw posed is is this setting unrealistic expectations for Las Vegas fans? Uh... And is this a is this a good or bad thing that the Knights are this good right now for the future? Not like Oof. for immediate enjoyment, but for like the future. Yeah. Do you think, well, so the other question is, so if they don't, I feel like if they lose in the next round, like you're playing with house money at this point, right? Like, yeah, yeah it'd be great to win the cup. Everyone wants to win the cup, but like next year, they're not going to be shitters about it. Except for the fact that like, or the, the way that you're a shitter where it's like, oh yeah, I mean, how hard can it be? We made it in one, right? We're, we're, we made the playoffs in one. We, we had a really good run. If a team, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm flying blind here, right? I'm trying to think of anything that would be uh, at all comparable to like what a fan base would be like if they if in their first year they have ever existed, they win, they win the top prize in their sport. And I don't know, man. Are they going to turn into Patriots fans? Or are they just going to feel entitled? I or I feel it's it's so strange because they've never had. I don't know if they're going to turn into Patriots fans. At least not quite as bad. Like the Patriots fans are such an odd situation because. For so long, that was a bad team with mm-hmm. a lot of bad luck. And then they finally won, and then they won a bunch of rings. And now we're 18 years into this incredible run of success, and there's a whole lot of young fans who have never witnessed them be bad. Yeah. Yep. And I feel like there are probably young Vegas fans who have just suddenly decided to care about hockey and are now like, oh, yeah, we're good. We're good all the time. And I, I do mm-hmm. think that there's a danger if if the Knights win a lot or even more than they're doing right now, that if they start to, like, you know, fall off a bit, like maybe next year they don't make the second round or they, they don't make the final or they mm-hmm. maybe in, like, three years they, they miss the playoffs, like – I don't, I'm just curious where this fan base is going to be because this is really unprecedented territory. Yes. Yeah. They haven't really been around long enough to do anything but pick up bandwagoners. There's That's no true. like 
There's no hardcore Las Vegas fans right now. You can't be. There's no history. Yeah, but then again, it can't really be a bandwagon now, can it? I mean, it, like, if if the if the Vegas Golden Knights do it right, like, what what is a what? <laughs> you cannot tell the difference in this season, right? You will not be able to tell the difference between a bandwagon fan and someone who was like with them from like the time they announced the team because that difference is what a year yeah like it's at this point basically everything's a bandwagon yeah right exactly like everyone everyone yeah you can't be like yeah i i've been a fan of the golden knights since they were first conceived Mm -hmm. i'm one years old it's not goo goo gaga i still poop my pants it's, yeah, it's such it's a bizarre weird. situation. Super bizarre. Super bizarre. So, like, that's – and that – I think you've hit on something, though, is that then, like, if they do, like, flame out next year or have a disappointing stretch, it'll – I mean, it will be telling who who sticks around. Although, like, nothing is better for – having fans stick around than like a team that just won a championship, right? You, you yeah. are able to give a team a lot more slack, even if they do miss the playoffs, even if they do start sucking a lot and making bad decisions, you're a championship winner, right? Like you, you did the thing. You're an exciting team. And you know that like, you know that you have that glory to look back on. So I wonder, like, I, so by I, the, I, so by the jerseys, right? Like why, why not? Yeah, I feel like there's almost like a better analog with the Seattle Seahawks because mm-hmm. the Seahawks, I mean, they obviously had some history before they got good several years ago. And but they were not a big well-known team at that point. They were they were the niche Pacific Northwest team that was occasionally yeah. okay. Even when they made the Super Bowl in 2005 and lost to the Steelers, like there there wasn't that much fever but then seattle became a hot city to move to amazon started popping up there was suddenly a lot of new blood in the pacific northwest people who never really cared about football and all of a sudden the team got good right as the city was growing exponentially and all these fans were like yeah now now i'm on board and i don't who's steve largent i don't know who that is who cares and then they won the Super Bowl, basically their second year of being relevant. And it's only now that uh, that bandwagon has started to, like, shut up because they've had right. a few disappointing seasons. They've had a few years where they're like, oh, okay, we're not perfect. We're not mm-hmm. going to win it every year. Maybe what we did is actually very difficult. And honestly, on the whole, I think it was probably a good thing for Seattle and the Seattle fan base because they may have it may have been a lot of bandwagoners but a decent percentage of those bandwagoners will go on to become longtime Seattle fans. Right. Like Everyone they're super annoying like 3 years ago and they're still annoying now but there's they're going to stick around. There's going to be a percentage of those fans that didn't care about football before the Seahawks got good latched on simply because it was Seattle and they wanted to fit in and all that other stuff. And over the years they're going to genuinely come to admire the sport and 
teach their kids to root for the sport and that sort of thing. So honestly, I think it's probably good. I think it's a net positive. Yeah. Now, just like running over this in my head in this conversation, I think it's a net positive. I, I think it was a net positive for Seattle. And I think it will be a net positive in the long run for the Knights, even if they do start to fumble across. They will have gotten a base level of fandom just built in that saw right. it at the beginning. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to stick with this now because I got to witness this when they came to town. And you know what? Like, I don't... If they were just bad and terrible this year, like, what would that have done really for, like, Vegas? Like, would fans have cared? Would they just stop going to games? Like, you don't want to go support a team just because they're local even though they suck sometimes you, well, you want to yeah but it's also that's that kind of thing is expected in the first couple years right you you get a bit of of leeway there but at the same time no you're completely correct on that i think like, it's just it's just weird if they had yes. started out bad they would have cultivated a small sort of cult fan base mm-hmm. because there's just going to be always those people that follow a team no matter what and get a kick out of enjoying bad seasons and that sort of thing because they're they're the hometown team like the like Browns fans still exist for a reason. Right. Yes. True. Very true. But I think the worst thing they could have been was honestly mediocre. Mhm. Yeah. Cuz then cuz then they're like winning games but they're not bad so the games aren't cheap. But they're not good so the games aren't fun or exciting. Right, and you exactly. don't really have anything to latch onto. They're just sort of there. Yep, 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 yep. And that's so that that's the worst place for any fan base to be, right? No matter what kind of historical significance your team has had, that's uh, like I I wish I wish I could ever see the Bears play. Right? I wish I could ever afford face value tickets to see the bears play because they're mediocre. So prices are going to be high. They are a historically successful team. So prices are, are pretty much always going to be high, but it's just like, yeah, I, you can't, you get the worst of both worlds that way. It's the worst and I hate it, but I'm really, I, I am like, I don't want this to take the sheen off of the fact that I, 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 I mean, I think the Vegan, the Vegas Golden Knights might be the best team left now that the now that the Penguins are out. Yeah, I, I'm very interested. I yeah, I'll be honest. I don't know a damn thing about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I looked up the Stanley Cup playoffs, and I'm like really interested. I'm like, oh, Nashville and Winnipeg are tied three and three. We're gonna we're gonna know who that winner is by the time this goes live. I'm gonna say Nashville wins it mm-hmm. it's because canada and choking just you know they they go together hand in hand yeah the winnipeg uh, the jets just came back to winnipeg recently and winnipeg can't have nice things so winnipeg isn't a nice thing no let's let's, let's be honest the week it's not that they can't the have nice about... things because they're not a nice thing yeah yep fair very true very true so yeah the, i i i guess like the long and short of that is is my pick right now. If you if you made me if you made me pick would be the Vegas Golden Knights, and I don't think it's. I mean, I don't think that's a hot take, right? Which is 
crazy. I, I'm just excited because no matter what happens, we're going to get like a new matchup, and it's going to be interesting. We're either going to have we're going to have the Capitals, the Lightning, the Knights, or the Predators. Yeah. Jets in the Stanley Cup, and that's mm-hmm. that's something we haven't seen like yep. ever in like the past yeah. decade. That's that's interesting. That's they're pretty also, interesting. They're also all starved fan bases, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess not starved. Like you can't call the Vegas Golden Knights starved, but well, you know, babies hungry. are always hungry. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, that's super interesting too. I like. Can you imagine, like, if Nashville, if Nashville made it, that would be crazy. I, I, I'm very, very excited for where, for where the NHL playoffs go this year. It will be it very, will be great, very exciting. Mm-hmm. So that man, that was a lot of, that was a lot of talk about hockey that we just yeah. had. Maybe, maybe we should bring this back to the sport, you know, that we're supposed to talk about. Yeah, sure. But. I mean, no. Hello, come on, the Toronto Raptors. What the hell, man? Jeez, I I was hoping that they wouldn't do the thing that they do every single year in the playoffs, and then they did. All right, one they thing I I want to win that series. I want to give the Toronto Raptors a massive thank you, as a Portland Trailblazers <laughs> fan, for for making a more embarrassing playoff exit than the trailblazers did this year yeah yeah like we got swept in the first round by the pelicans and it was embarrassing Mm -hmm. but it's not as embarrassing as getting swept in the second round as the number one seed yeah come on raptors oh my god yeah be be better i i I wanna i wanna pause real quick live look in uh at the philadelphia 76ers versus the boston celtics i know this podcast will be live on Friday, um, you know, after this is all done. But currently the Philadelphia 76ers are in an elimination game uh, at Boston Celtics. It is 10 seconds left, nine seconds left rather. And I believe the Celtics just made two free throws, putting the score to 109 to 113. So it would take a miracle at this point. For Philadelphia to stay alive, I will be live two days late. Oh, there are three seconds left. Oh, my God. There are three seconds left, and the Sixers just brought it to within one somehow. Oh, snap. Big three-pointer. And uh, and now they, Do they foul? foul. Do they foul? They're going to have to, right? There are yeah. three seconds left in the game. They have to foul. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I I will keep keep you guys posted on this as news develops. Two days late, but uh, exciting times for the 76ers if they can get it done. Make it a two to three series. Mildly more interesting. Mildly yeah, more mildly exciting. More interesting. Yeah. Could absolutely. they come back from a three to nothing lead? L- almost, almost slump. definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I mean. Almost what did we s- not. you never know they have That's the process true. you gotta they trust the process. process you gotta suck before you're good maybe uh-huh. the sucking was just the three games you know can we, can we can we talk about how no one thought that would work can we talk about how like two years ago the 76ers were absolutely like trash pile 
garbage. They were total, total garbage. It's amazing how fast that worked, and that guy was yeah. proven completely correct. After he got fired. <laughs> After he got fired. He, yeah. He's committed. He committed to the tank in a way that no other team ever has, and, and it, worked it worked so well. It has worked so damn well. It's 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 absolutely crazy. All right, so so right now, um, uh, Joel Embiid just came in with two point four seconds left. Uh, Marcus Smart missed. Oh, okay. So it's it's he Marcus Smart made both of his free throws. Oh, so and, the, uh, so the Celtics steal. are up Marcus by three. Marcus Smart stole it. Marcus Smart stole it on a bad pass by Ben Simmons to inbound the ball to give the 76ers a chance to tie or win the game. Oh. But Marcus Smart stole it away and uh, and iced it. All right. Well, now for the finals, we have the Boston Celtics. The Cleveland Cavaliers, the the Houston yeah. Rockets, yeah. and the Golden the State Warriors. Warriors. How, and how new and exciting and interesting. Do you remember at the end of the NBA season when the entire Western Conference, outside the Warriors and Rockets, was in within like a game of each other? Yeah, and yeah. it was such a convoluted mess. To find out who was actually going to get what seed because everything literally depended on everything else because all yep. these teams were so even and it was amazing and all of that didn't matter at all because it we it they just all got steamrolled by the Rockets because, and the Warriors. Well, it was the Warriors first, right? Like, and that's that's the I, yes, absolutely. I I want to go back to those days where. The Atlanta Hawks were good, and like, is that like East... a one year? Right, that was like no, one year no, where they were like, like real good. And yeah, then... yeah, and they gave they gave the Cleveland Cavaliers a, a bit of a series before, before, you know, no, and then they sold off all their best players to try to rebuild for some reason, and and you know, we're we're bad again. I don't like that. I, I don't guess, know. I'm the... I'm so bored at this result. Like I yeah, I was having a, a kind of a debate on Twitter, and I think that there's two kind of perspectives on this that I always see with NBA fans. There's there's the fans like us mm-hmm. who view this kind of stuff from a more entertainment perspective, yeah. and from that perspective, seeing the same teams year in and year out. Is intolerably boring. Yep. I don't want to see Warriors Cabs for the fourth fucking time in a row. Nope. I I don't. I don't. I know we got one really exciting series out of that that gave us Cleveland, but I like I've seen these teams already. There's nothing left for me to really see. Like I've seen LeBron pull off the miracle. I've seen the Warriors mm-hmm. stomp mm-hmm. them. I've seen a good series that lasted a little wait. Like there's nothing new to see, so no. I like I don't we, care. We also know how we know how the Celtics Cavs series is going to go, right? We've seen that a billion times. The only interesting thing left for me in the NBA playoffs is figuring out or, or is the the Rockets Warriors 
uh, series because the Rockets have like built their team specifically to counter the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. Like that's, that's kind true. of what they have done. So like, how's that going to go? This whole thing is a, also a lot more boring this year um, because the San Antonio Spurs like are in a shambles, right? Like, they, oh, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I, I like. I don't know what's going on there, and like, I'm I, I'm glad. Now, here's what's going on. So I I was very I was really I didn't know what was happening for a while either, and after a while, I just kind of got sick of not knowing, so I decided. Yeah to just try and figure out what was happening. And apparently what happened is Kawhi Leonard had like an injury in a previous season that the Spurs doctors misdiagnosed and led to further complications. So he does not trust the Spurs doctors. He got hurt again this year and the doctors were ready to clear him. But Mm -hmm. again, he doesn't trust the doctors because of what has already happened to him with yeah. this situation. So he wants his own people. So he's waiting for his own people to clear him instead of the Spurs. So they're at odds because the Spurs people and Kawhi's people have different opinions on whether he can play. And like Kawhi doesn't really say anything because he's a quiet, he's a quiet little boy. He, he's very sheepish. Mm-hmm. He's just like, mm-hmm. I, I just play basketball and I'm hurt. Whatever the case is, like that's that's the reason why Kawhi isn't doing anything because he doesn't trust the the Spurs doctors and he's trying to get like cleared or surgery or whatever for himself first. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously stuff we don't know because it's the Spurs are a fairly tight lipped organization with a coach yeah. that literally laughs in the faces of reporters. So that's 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 the the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also like it, because this is a contract year, I think, for Kawhi, right? Like he's he is set to hit. Well, it's not a contract year. He's set to hit free agency, uh, this off season. So it's like, where is he gonna go? Is he gonna try and force a trade before he actually hits free agency? The same way, uh, Kyrie Irving did. You know, see how that works out for him. How does this affect? Because everyone knows, right, that, like, when Manu retires, like, Tony Parker's going to retire, too. You're going to have, like, that whole kind of thing happen. Like, they're all going to exit kind of at the same time, which sucks. Honestly, I'm surprised they didn't all end with uh, Duncan when Duncan Duncan left. Yeah, yeah. But I guess the promise of LaMarcus Aldridge was just like, ah, maybe we can (laughs) squeeze one more ring out of this. And LaMarcus Aldridge was good this season. I don't want to... That's true. I don't want to mock him. He was good, and he brought it in the playoffs. So, like, no shade at LaMarcus Aldridge. No, no. He had a a great, great year. And that's the the cool thing about it is that I I don't think anyone expected that from Lamar like there he was kind of the butt of everyone's jokes and then he was like no I actually remember how I'm good yeah remember how I was actually sought after when I decided to become a free agent remember how I'm here for a reason (laughs) like it was pretty great it was pretty great uh I just like it's tough right you know you had this organization that were that were world beaters right it was it was it was spurs the warriors and the Cavs for a long time there and now the spurs are out of the question uh, out of the picture so like is it the rockets now is it like who else is it 
You have to assume it's the Rockets because the Rockets yeah. specific. The Rockets were like the only team that decided to actually go out and attempt to compete with the Warriors in the yeah, offseason. They're like, all right, like yeah. we still ha- we we've got James Harden here. He's playing better every year. We can't just sit back and waste this opportunity because the Warriors are really good. We gotta at least mm-hmm. try and take it. So they. They sold. They sold out for Chris Paul, and yeah. it seems to be working out for them. Yeah, true, true. I like. I honestly, I like. I'm kind of rooting for the Rockets right now, oh, simply because Absolutely. I don't want to watch the Warriors again. Because it it'll be kind of fun to see like that mentality actually work. Like the win now. Like hey, I don't want to just back down and roll over like so many NBA teams are doing now because you know the process worked. Mm-hmm. I'm going to actually try and compete and I'm going to put my chips on the table and it it's it's good. It's good to see this kind of thing happen. Even yeah. though I I kind of hate Chris Paul. Like something about yeah. him bothers me. Like I just I really want to punch him and I know that would just result in me getting beat up. <laughs> Absolutely you're asking. I I I would get um, astonishingly destroyed but mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. Just something about me really wants to punch him. Mm-hmm. He, he, he kind of does have... He just, he just has, like, that, like, that sort of Love. douchey face to him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm... I'm looking. Jesus. The, the last time they missed the, the NBA Finals. You want to guess? When? 2014 the warriors yeah if they if they make it this year they they will have made the nba finals four years in a row you know it's kind of worse yeah the uh lebron has been in the finals like seven straight seasons yeah that's true that's very true with with different teams that for some reason that doesn't make me as mad like I think Maybe it's only because he did it with two separate teams. If yeah, it was like for sure. all the Cavs the entire time or all the Heat the entire time, I think uh-huh. we'd be probably just as annoyed, if not more. For sure, Ab- absolutely. Because then it wouldn't be all about LeBron, right? Like it would, it would be mostly about LeBron, and we'd talk about the like rotating cast of characters or whatever. But you know, it'd be it would be the the Heat dynasty or. Or, you know, the Cavs dynasty or, or whatever. I, so, I want to, I want you to try and look forward, like, 25 years in the future, okay? Do you think anyone will seriously be, be arguing that Michael Jordan was a better player than LeBron James? I'm gonna say no. And I, it, and that's not necessarily because I believe that um lebron james is a better player than jordan i do like i I do want to say that i think lebron is the best basketball player that's ever existed i think that's a case of recency bias also playing a major role because when you don't hear lebron get compared to anyone any of the goats before michael jordan Mm -hmm. right like you never hear lebron being like oh lebron yeah, man, he's better than Wilt Chamberlain. He's better than yeah. Bill Russell. Like, like 
you never really hear that. It's always immediately directly compared to Jordan. So, I, and then 20, 30 years down the line, the people who remember Jordan are going to be starting to die. Yeah. And the people who grew up with LeBron are going to be like the middle-aged, wow, back in my day fans. They're all going to think LeBron was the best and Jordan was just like, old dude and forgotten so yes i i think it's a fact that in 30 years we'll have we'll have a little bit more perspective on their careers completely yeah then instead of just the hot take thing but i think it's also it i think lebron will eventually come out on top especially if he wins at least one more ring and it's just a matter but it's it's also a matter of recency bias yeah, yeah. So that's my complicated, not satisfying answer to your question. No, it's it's satisfying. It's satisfying, and it's kind of the same answer I have, because I feel like when you put these two players on paper in terms of stats and rings and championship appearances and whatever, like, you you might always have the assholes that are like, count the rings or whatever. That is... that is Which neither of us are. We, no. Like, we are very proudly not count the ring people, because even in basketball, which is basically superstar driven league you yeah. still need teammates yes yeah absolutely and lebron like, can't score 93 points per game he mm-hmm. needs other people to drop a few buckets scott scotty pippen was on every single one of michael jordan's uh finals winning nba teams every single yes. time he, he every, won a finals ring Scottie jordan was there. jordan never did it himself LeBron's no. done it more himself than Jordan ever did. There you go. I think that that cuts to the core. And like, I'm in Chicago and I have this take, so I gotta like, I gotta watch my mouth, right? Like, I gotta watch where I say this, because if like, if there's a Cavs game on it at the bar, and like, I see LeBron like dish a nice assist or, or whatever, or make a really good play, and like, I remark to one of my friends, like, he's the best. He's the best basketball player that has ever existed. Like instantly, instantly, all the people with like Mike Ditka mustaches and, you know, 250 pounds of fat on them. Who like, didn't even watch the NBA when it was no, on, of really. Cor- of course not. They just hate LeBron James because he's not Chicago and Michael Jordan is or something because he has a steakhouse here that's bad. Like I, I, it's, Michael it's, Jordan is the most Chicago. That's why he bought the Charlotte Hornets, and that's why everything he loves <laughs> is North Carolina. Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. In Carolina blue. But yeah, no. So I have to. I have to be careful because, like, I, I don't want to have this discussion with people, especially the people with Mike Dickham. I, I will say, like, I don't want. I don't think I want to have any discussions with people with mike ditka mustaches anyone who wears like a mike ditka sweater and has mike ditka opinions unironically is probably someone i don't want to converse with mike ditka is a fun ironic football hero but he seems like kind of a dumpy person yeah just just retire with the legend you are right now and just 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 end it like that just, well, just, he's he's already chipping away at it because every single yeah, time he's already he started to lose shows it. up on TV, it's like you're an insane racist person that lucked into one of the greatest like 
defensive squads that has ever been assembled on a football field. Like, yeah, stop. Which was run by another legendary asshole, by the way. Well, yeah, exactly. Yes, absolutely. It's just like, please, please stop. No one. Go away, Ditka. Ditka, your time has come. You had your time as a coach. You had your time as an analyst. It's, it's, it's time for you to just take that mustache and retire to the middle of Lake Michigan. Yeah, really, really. Or go to Florida. They'd have you there. Yeah, yeah. Florida's where old people go to die. Go, yeah. go chill out yeah, in Florida just... and spend your last few years as warm and you know, like in charge of the local neighborhood pool committee. Like <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god. Mike Mike Ditka, neighborhood watch member. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Horrifying. That, it's oh, a horrifying that, thought. That that that's 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 racism right there. there there's yeah, gonna be a really, lot of unnecessary There's gonna be shootings. a lot of All racism. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Anyway, Jesus. let's let's bring this back to what this podcast is all about, and that's uh-huh. basketball. Oh yes. I thought you were gonna Do say you that, but... actually think james harden's beard looks good because i have a hot take and i think his beard looks bad i so i didn't i didn't but it grew like (laughs) i didn't mean to make a pun but it really did grow on me a lot i thought it looked really dumb at first but i i feel like he keeps it trimmed in such a way that you see i hate the way he keeps it trimmed I I can't stand the way it keeps it trimmed. It's it's a little too long to be that narrow. Like I feel like if you're gonna have that much hair on your face, you gotta kind of go with the um whatever that Steelers player was that always grew like the massive beard over the course of the season. Yeah, like that yeah. that dude was awesome and had the best beard ever. And Harden kind of keeps his like uniform with the width of his head. And it goes down a certain degree. Yep. I don't know. It's, it's a it always square, it looks it's like a square deal. It looks fake. Like I know it's real, and it looks fake. Like every time I look at it, I kind of want to rip it off, and not because I hate it, but because I feel like it's not there legitimately. It's funny. I was so I'm I'm looking through pictures of uh, of James Harden's beard right now, and I was I saw a a. a screenshot from nba live 2k18 and it really does like at first i was like that that's a weird photo of of james harden it kind of looks like someone like used the airbrush tool in microsoft paint and just like clicked a whole bunch of times to there's just something off about it yeah it's it's just there's just something a little bit not right about his beard i don't i don't like his beard i realize that puts me in the minority it's not a big complaint but you know that commercial with him and Russell Westbrook or Russell Westbrook is like spilling mustard on his shirt uh-huh. and he just keeps ripping off the shirt because he's got another replacement shirt underneath it. And then he, he does the exact same thing with James Harden's beard. Like it feels like the fake beard that Harden rips off in that commercial is his real beard. And he just glues it on for his like persona so that he can go out in public and not be recognized when he doesn't want to be. I'm going to drop something into our Facebook chat uh, Uh-oh. real quick because you made me want to look up James Harden clean shaven. <laughs> I've seen are, those photos. They, it does not listen. I mean, no matter what you think about. I, so 
there there are photos of him with like a, a stubble beard which looks very good but he looks about 14 years old to be fair i think the last time he didn't have a beard he was 14 years old yeah that's that's probably pretty true there I, i'm seeing a lot of these like there there are like recreations of there's one that it just kind of looks like they replaced his head with Don Cheadle's head a little bit. And in this one, there's like James Harden and James Softin, and James Softin is him without the beard, and it's just like very much like they they put Don Cheadle's lower half of his face there, and you know that's how it go. But uh, but yeah, no, it's <laughs> it seems like the last time, like he yeah. Yeah, so he started growing the beard when he was on Arizona, when he was on uh, on the Arizona like college um, uh, college basketball team, and the last time he was clean shaven was in high school. Yep. So yeah, I guess. That's yeah, he was fourteen. <laughs> yeah. Damn. All right. All right. Nailed it. Wow. Yeah, on draft night he was already like it was already kind of not just a stubble beard damn that dude's wanted to cover his ugly face for a very long time yeah i guess like i I was kind of wondering about that whether it was like his chin was not great and not that he's like he's an attractive dude like with or without the beard but the beard does work for him in a way that uh in a way that you might not have expected before i guess i'm gonna look up james harden beard timeline (laughs) Oh, God. The sad thing is, I know that probably exists. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. It's probably on Bleacher Report somewhere. Oh, God, yeah. It would be Oops. on Bleacher Report. It's and... on... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I googled James Harden beard timeline. First result, the James Harden beard timeline. It wasn't Bleacher Report. I'll give you one more Was guess. it SB Nation? No, 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 no. Go more general. Think more general. BuzzFeed. Yep. Got it, too. <laughs> he sourced it so it was sourced to their credit it was sourced from reddit on rnba james harden the beard timeline on imgur so there's him on at artesian uh which was his high school uh then presumably graduation starting to see a little stubble arizona a little bit more stubble kept growing it out then there's draft day where it's more than just stubble you can see it starting to come off the face a little bit his first official photo with the oklahoma city thunder it's it's like by that point it's like off the face i honestly like i don't think he's shaved his full face i mean it has to be since high school right probably yeah there would be photos there would be like they would run a super bowl ad for like skittles or something it's very hard to find a picture of him without a beard because by the time anyone knew who he was he was growing the beard yeah damn that's crazy i didn't know that well sam we're basically out of time here is there any football you wanted to talk about honestly not really I mean, Roquan Smith got a bunch of his shit stolen. That sucks. But, like, oh, and uh, and Marvin Jones dunked on Dar- Darren Rovell for, make, for like, yeah. sniping yeah, at him. 
Yeah, if you didn't look that up, you might look up like Daredevil, Marvin Jones. That's kind of funny. Yeah, well, I mean, it was also really shitty because Rovell was like, oh, oh, you know, like, if you want to start a business, blah, 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 like, your brand name will only get you so far because people know you. And Marvin just was like, no, my wife loves to bake. I helped her start this business to help her do something that she loves to do. Ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it was very, very satisfying, especially against someone like Darren Ravel, who is a robot who does not understand concepts like helping someone you love do something that they love to do, right? Well, Taron Ravel doesn't love anything. No. He, he's no, incapable he of love. He loves the ones and the zeros. He loves brands. Yep. He loves hashtags. Brands. Yeah, that's it for football. Yeah, that's all I got, honestly. If you, if you, got, if you got something, I'm happy to talk about it, but that's all I got. No, I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm going to end this podcast with a request that you give us new gimmicks <laughs> yeah hell yeah what else could we do instead of talking about football i don't know <laughs> oh my god mm-hmm. it's just the first week there's nothing there's nothing there's maybe nothing. there's absolutely nothing. maybe we can look dig into our well of tricks and see if we could bring on some old guests and see if we yeah. can get something fun planned out we gotta think of something yeah, we'll yeah. do something I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried. But until then, Sam. Yes. How can we follow you? You can can follow me on Twitter at Sam Grisesses, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-C-E-S-E-S-E-S, and on Twitch and Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Um, I'm actually streaming this game uh, every week on Wednesday called uh, Super Ultra Pizza Mech or something. I can't remember what it's called. It's really good. You, you do pizza delivery, but in a Voltron. So come, like, come watch it and stuff. Dave? That sounds mildly entertaining. I'm Dropplay yeah, Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Dropplay Dave, on Facebook at the Dropplay Comic, on Instagram at Dropplay Dave, on Patreon, and of course on thedropplay.com. Thank you for listening. Tell us what other ways we can try and fill out space while, you know, we're stuck in the middle of the worthless offseason and nothing's happening. What else would you like to hear us talk about? What other terrible opinions would you like to hear us share? We're all ears because we've got nothing to say. We'll see you next week.